The people you know, the experience you trust, the quality you expect, the newspaper you deserve. This local newscast provided by The Telegram. This is Matt McKee reporting from Total Media Studios in Jackson with your local news. The Michigan man who was the target of a a five-and-a-half-hour manhunt in Jackson back on Friday, May 13th, has now been indicted. Kenneth C. Sims, age 30, of Kalamazoo County, Michigan, had initially appeared for his arraignment in the Jackson County Municipal Court on May 16th. Court records show that he had two felony-level charges filed against him. The court had set Sims' bond at $200,000, 10% cash or full surety. As of May 23rd, that case against Sims had been dismissed. However, on that same date, an indictment against Sims had been filed in the Jackson County Common Pleas Court following the meeting of the Jackson County Grand Jury. Sims has been indicted on two counts that occurred on May 13th. The first count is having weapons under disability, while the second count is escape. Both of those charges are third-degree felonies. As of Tuesday, June 7th, court records have been updated to show that attorney Jeffrey Blosser has been appointed to represent Sims. A final pretrial is set for Friday, July 8th at 11.30 a.m. A jury trial is tentatively set for August 1st through the 3rd, beginning at 9 a.m. each day. The court has set a bond of $100,000, 10% cash, full surety, or property. Should Sims make bond, he will be on house arrest at a residence near Oak Hill. On Wednesday, June 22nd, Jackson County Common Police Court Judge Chris Regan filed to recuse himself from hearing the matter due to a conflict. Sims does continue to be incarcerated in the Jackson County Correctional Facility. The Vinton County Commissioners have two projects in store for the currently unused third floor at the Vinton County Courthouse. According to Commissioner Tim Eberts, the first project is an asbestos-containing material assessment. The project will be paid for by a just under $20,000 Brownfoot Remediation Fund grant, which was awarded by the state of Ohio. The process is called a Phase 1 property assessment and is under the Ohio Voluntary Action Program. Eberts stated if no asbestos is found, the county plans to replace the windows on the third floor. The window replacement work is a separate project the county will be paying for out of its own funds. Eberts says the county has no current plans for more office space on the third floor, although the overall capacity of the courthouse would increase by 25%. The extra space will give the county options for future uses, so Eberts notes that the windows are a good investment. The third floor was also part of the courthouse HVAC project, which the county conducted years ago with a large federal grant and matching county funds. The courthouse is also not the only location in Vinton County where Brownfoot remediation funds will be used. The second location is the former Circle Walker Pizza gas station in MacArthur, which has received a $121,000 grant for removing the pumps and resurfacing the parking lot. That former business location has been redeveloped into a new auto detailing service. The third Brownfield grant is for the former MacArthur Brickyard location on the south side of MacArthur. This just over $139,000 grant is for assessment and remediation at that site. The Vinton County Convention and Visitors Bureau intends to redevelop the site as a tourist attraction through its newly created Parks District. MacArthur Brickyard development is part of a larger plan that the CVB has to attract Hocking Hills tourists into the county and village. The three Vinton County projects are part of the 78 projects that the Ohio Department of Development is funding this year. This past school year, fifth graders at Oak Hill Elementary have found a new smiling friend in their science class. Earlier this year, Fleur BWXT of Portsmouth donated $4,000 to the school for STEM equipment. That's science, technology, engineering, and math. With these funds, school officials purchased kits for the students to build programmable robots. Students said it took about 15 minutes to put the M-Bots together. The M-Bots are entry-level coding robots that can be manipulated with a physical controller or with an app from their tablets that offer additional features to make the robots sing, dance, or play games through a Bluetooth connection. At the beginning of the school year, students learned about planets and the solar system. Now, they're working together through hands-on activities following directions and writing codes that the robots can understand. On their third day with the robots, the students had them playing a mini version of soccer in the hallway. Next school year, they plan to introduce students to the MBOT Ranger, a more advanced robot kit, which is also based on the MakeBlock platform. 
Truth Sports recently conducted its inaugural soccer season at its new field on McCarty Lane. The soccer program had adopted the name of Iron City Soccer Club. Truth Sports, a Jackson-based sports ministry, is operated by Jackson area resident John Moore along with his wife Jennifer and Justin Oyer. Moore is well-known in Jackson as the owner and operator of Cardo's Pizza, while Oyer is the leader and operator of the local Warriors for Christ program. The current sports program is a continuation and enhancement of what Mr. Moore organized and operated for the First Baptist Church of Jackson at the lot located next to the church. With the support of volunteers and donors, True Sports was able to develop six acres of land on McCarty Lane quick enough and well enough to conduct and complete its first soccer season this past spring. Moore explained True Sports is a faith-based and faith-driven organization with the objective of sharing Christianity with the participants while also providing the community with top-notch youth sports programs which prepare them for competition and participation in junior high school and beyond. With the soccer season now history, Moore said the other leaders and himself are looking forward to the upcoming flag football and cheerleading season. Registration is now open for those programs at truthsports.fun. As Moore looks to the future, he commented more donors are needed in order to get the facility completed. He says more work is needed to improve the overall quality of the playing fields, to install a fence around the facility, and eventually to have a multi-purpose building built to house restrooms, storage, and a concession stand. While Moore looks ahead to the future with resolve, he's also truly grateful for what has been accomplished so far to this point with teamwork and community support. The annual Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce Golf Scramble was conducted on Thursday, June 23rd at the Franklin Valley Golf Course in Jackson, and it was counted as a success. Fourteen teams were entered with the foursome from Arc Advanced Remediation LLC winning the tournament, taking home the top prize money of $260. Virgil Lee Hamilton Nationwide Insurance Agency and Arc Advanced Remediation each won $100, but kindly donated the money back to the chamber. In addition to golf, participants enjoyed donuts from the downtown treatery and coffee from the spot on Main, and lunch was provided by Hothead Burritos. And the next big event for the Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce will be the annual Freedom Fest 5K Run and Walk, which will be held on the downtown streets of Jackson on Saturday, July 2nd. This will mark the 25th year for the event, which originated in 1997. The race runs through the residential and business sections of downtown Jackson. Registration begins at 8 a.m. at Manpower Park with the race to start at 9. Pre-registration is $25. Same-day registration will be $30. Coaches should contact the Chamber of Commerce for team discounts by calling 286-2722. You can pre-register online at tristateracer.com. The Jackson County Health Department has been greatly anticipating the approval of COVID-19 immunizations for the final age group, children six months old and older. Now the vaccine has been fully tested and approved to be safe and effective at preventing illness for this youngest age group, and the health department has Pfizer doses available to protect the youngest members of your family. You can call 286-5094 to make an appointment at your preferred date and time, Monday through Thursday. Walk-ins are also possible if a nurse is available at the time. As we approach the 4th of July weekend, travel experts say roads may be more crowded because fewer people want to fly. Tracy Townsend with WBNS in Columbus has more with AAA spokesperson Andrew Gross. You can't ignore it. We've had six months of constant stories of delays, cancellations, bad weather, long lines, frustration, and somebody may decide, you know what, I think it's easier for me just to hop in the car and go this year. AAA predicts almost 48 million people will travel for the holiday, but the number of people willing to fly is falling. I'm Tracy Townsend. The Jackson Township trustees in Jackson County will meet in special session at 6 p.m. Tuesday at the Township House. The purpose of the meeting is to extend the deadline for bids on road construction. And finally today, the regular monthly meeting of the Jackson City Board of Education will be held at 7 p.m. on Tuesday in room 110 at Jackson High School. Normally, regular meetings are held on the second Tuesday of each month, but are always switched to the final week of the month in June due to fiscal matters. Again, from Total Media Studios in Jackson, I'm Matt McKee, and that was your local news.